the voice in your ears and the face on your screen. I'm Perfect Purvis, and this is American Football in Finland. Today, I'm joined by my co-host, Q Floyd. What's going on? We are back at it. Uh, the AFF podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, and wherever you listen to your podcasts. Seriously, American Football in Finland is currently available on 25 different platforms. Wherever you listen, be sure to rate us. Anything less than five stars will tell us that you are a hater. This is season five for AFF, and we really appreciate all the support that we've been getting online and everybody kind of engaging with us in the football community. We want to keep this going. So before we even get into this week's show, Q, how was your weekend, man? Oh, weekend was great, man. I'm still here, still alive. No corona-free. You know what I mean? I can't complain, brother. I can't complain. So... We've been talking about all the teams in the Maple League. This is going to be the last preview show we have. Today, we're talking about the Porvoo Butchers and the Wasser Royals. Both of these teams missed the playoffs last season, have changes at both the coaching and roster positions, the major positions this year. It's going to be interesting to get into it. So let's just jump into the Porvoo Butchers first. And let's talk about some things they have coming up in the 2020 season. All right, Porvoo Butchers, Q, what are some things you think are going to be the biggest changes for this team this season? Uh, biggest changes for the Butchers right now, obviously, is having uh, Jabari at quarterback, um, a lot more mobile, a lot more seasoned quarterback than they've had the last year. Um, uh, Kind of, I won't say reminds me of Jordan Moore because they have two different uh, top st- styles of play, but they both can run, they both can throw. But Jabari, I think, is is a little more uh, seasoned when it comes to playing in Finland, and he knows the local guys, he knows the offense. Um, and at the end of the day, if, if all hell breaks loose, he's going to run. And that's something that you, you, you pray for sometimes when you got a quarterback like that, that he can make plays with his feet. And um, I think that will be a problem to a lot of these teams. Um, so I guess it, it's a good change for Porvo because now you don't have a quarterback that just sits in the pocket. Um, next to that, it would be not having um, um, win, not having day win. So uh, he was a, a special, special player for that offense, um, dynamic. And to not have him in your backfield is going gonna, is gonna to be a big change for that Porvo offense. So. Um, I would say, you know, those two things right there stand out the most. Yeah, I, I agree with you. And for, and for me, I'm I'm kind of going with the Dayton win thing, and I'm going to make it even more about the fact that they don't have any foreign imports, if you want to call it that. You know, they didn't bring anybody over from the States. In the past, we've seen the Butchers put together pretty good finished teams. And it, it's worked out in their benefit, and they've played well and been able to compete. The biggest change about this season is I think they're not bringing in any, like, American imports outside of Jabari, who is technically finished on the roster. But with them doing that as a change, it also combines with the fact that their finished talent is not where it was a few years ago. And that's just being a, a, giving an honest assessment of the team they're a little bit younger, a little bit less experienced. So 
this is a different look for this Butchers team. It's a mostly Finnish and homegrown team, but not as polished as some other teams that we've talked about, like the Helsinki Roosters, where you have a lot of national team and Maple Bowl winners on the squad. This is kind of an unproven um, Finnish team. So I think that's going to be the biggest change is them seeing how they really stack up in the Maple League with this type of roster. Gotcha. No, agreed. Definitely agreed. Now we're actually going to talk to the wide receiver from the Porvo Butchers, Miko Sepinen. I had an interview with him, so we'll get into that right now. I'm here with Porvo Butchers wide receiver, the one, the only, young Miko Sepinen. Welcome to the podcast, man. Thanks. Thanks for having me. It's good to have you on, man. We're going to ask you a few questions about the upcoming season. Uh, the first question I really wanted to ask you was that with the the season being kind of short and it's going to be a, a different format than normally in the Maple League, what is something that you're like most interested or excited about with this season specifically? I think it's going to be very interesting to see which teams are ready and which are not because it's time being only so out of time to like practice together, and I'm I'm sure there are gonna be surprises with the with the games, and yeah, I'm just ready to play and hope we can make it to the Maple Bowl. That's exciting, man! It's it's gonna be an interesting season, and talking about the butchers, I know you guys don't have a, a lot of imports coming on your team, and I just wanted to ask you. How do you think the the team morale is over there in Porvu with a team that's not bringing in like eighty five imports for this crazy season? Like, how does the team feel? Well, I'm excited because, uh, like you know, we we don't have many imports, but we have guys that are willing to prove that they are Maple League guys, and they have came like from East City and Kotka, and they have worked for it to get like known in the Maple League and want to like fit in and take their places in Maple League. So I'm excited to see how those guys can play again. Yeah, that's that's great. You've got a, a lot of new and, and good finished talent. Let's talk about you, Miko, man. Last season, you, you had a really – Good season in terms of, yeah, a lot of receptions. I think you had, like, 79 receptions, 800-something receiving yards. Uh, yeah. 11 touchdowns? Was it 11? I'm not sure if I got that right. Yeah, I think so. I'm looking at Something your stats. Like I was looking at stats, but you you had stats last year, man. Like, you you <laughs> were that guy for the team. And now with this, this new-look team, our – do you expect to, you know, exceed from that? I mean, obviously the stats are going to be hard to replicate in five games, but do you do you feel like this is going to be one of those seasons where you can, you know, really take over games at the receiver position? Yeah, well, I'm just I'm just trying to help our team to win games, but I'm really excited to like see you guys around me like we got this young receiver Creeper and he's he has worked really hard, and I'm sure, like he's gonna be a surprise to many teams what he's capable of. So I think 
to see all my teammates to like step up, that's going to be more, more important to me than my own stats. Always the humble one. Always the humble one. <laughs> Always the humble one. <laughs> all right, man. Last question. I'm going to let you get out of here. This, I'm going to try to get a little personal on you. Um, so coronavirus situation is, is in Finland, it's pretty much over. Like we're living our, our best lives out here. But during the situation when everyone kind of had to stay at home and couldn't go out as much during this really good summer, which is crazy. Um, what has been like the most crazy thing that like has happened or you've seen happen like to you or around you during that time? Like, give us a good story, man. <laughs> well, um. Actually, I don't have many stories. Um, I was worried about. <laughs> yeah, I was staying inside, but like, I was starting a new job, and mm-hmm. one of my coworkers got sick, and he was so worried about that he got corona, and we had worked like at the same place at the same room, so he got me a little bit worried that that I might have a corona. So like that was the only thing. But other than that, I was staying inside and not like seeing too many people except my family. So it wasn't nothing too crazy for me. <laughs> well, that's great, man. At least you're being safe. We're glad you're you're being safe during that time. And look forward to you and the butchers team and look forward to, like you said, seeing a lot of these new guys who want to prove that they're Maple League ready. So best of luck to you and the Portville Butchers this season, man. Hey, thank you. And we are ready to put the show out there. So let's see. Yeah. That was our interview with Portville Butchers wide receiver, Miko Seppinen. Now let's talk about obstacles. Let's talk about the obstacles to overcome for the Portville Butchers. What are some things you think they're going to have to overcome this season to be successful? Um, just like you, you stated earlier, not having those uh, foreign imports. Um, a lot of their finished players are going to have to make those plays that usually teams look for uh, their imports to make on an every game basis. Um, defensively, I think they need they need it. Uh, they need an identity on defense. Um, if you are going all national, you need somebody that's going to lead that defense um, by example. And right now, I don't think uh, – that they normally have someone, um, unless you know it, it happens before the season. But um, the biggest thing is being able to stop teams from scoring that have imports, um, that have you know the national team finish players that are, they're going to be playing against. Um, but other than that, um, offensively, I think the obstacle would be just just being consistent, um, being able to have you know 13, 14 play drives, be able to co- uh, control the clock. Um, to where the other teams don't have to go against your defense that much in that long. So um, that's one obstacle, or I guess you could say two obstacles that I think Corvo will have to deal with. Um, it's up to their team, like I said, having an identity on whether or not they can do that. If they want a chance, um, luckily for a short season, they don't have to really do it for a long time. They just need two games. And if they can somehow pull, pull out, you know, two wins, then Corvo's in the mix. And once you're in the mix, it's all, you know, uphill from there. You know, I I think that for them, their defense is the major obstacle. 
and I don't even know if I'm saying that in the correct like form of it, but they have to get their defense to play on the Maple League level. I can just look recently, and we're going to talk about the past because the season hasn't started yet. Past two seasons, their defense hasn't been one of the top defenses in the league. And because of that, their offense has had to, you know, play at a higher level. I think that in this short season, you're not going to have enough time for that offense to really – I don't think that offense is going to be able to, you know, explode on teams on a weekly basis for five weeks. So that means the defense has to, you know, hold tight and hold some of these more potent offenses to lower scores. And I think that's an obstacle for this team because I don't think that they're ready or prepared to do that. Uh, with the roster that they have and the players in place, like you said, there's no one that stands out as like a leader of that defense to kind of get them going. And that's mm-hmm. going to hold them back, in my opinion, from being able to be a solid defense. But right. on the positive side, if I'm wrong and they come out and prove me wrong and play great on defense, it'll be the difference between them winning those two or maybe three games. Like it'll be because their defense played so well. So that's definitely an an obstacle for them at this moment, but it could turn into, I guess, a key to success down the road. So uh, now we're going to actually talk to the Portville Butchers quarterback, Jabari Harris, to tell us a little bit about this upcoming season. We'll get into that right now. All right. We have from the Portville Butchers, their new quarterback, the former Helsinki Wolverine, East City Giant, Rovianemi Nordman, um, Helsinki Rooster, uh, Lowland, uh, Bilostack Lowlanders in Poland, um, kid from Mississippi, Jabari Harris. Jabari Harris, welcome to the show, man. Thanks for having me. It's good to be back. It's good to have you on the show. We got a few questions for you, then we'll let you get out of here. Q, ask that man some questions. All right, I'll start it off. Safari Bari. Um, you started right back. Well, you started right back where you started. No, hold on. Let me let me do that again. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you ended up back right where you started at um, your first season in Finland. Uh, how does it feel to go back to Porvo and be able to play for this organization again? Uh, it's been humbling, man. You know, just to have the opportunity to uh, go back to your what you call roots, and they were just there, you know, with warm a warm receptance and open arms to have me back. So it's, it's, it's felt great to go back, man. It's been six years and a lot has changed. A lot of the juniors that I remember being kids and now men now, and it's just great to go back to a place where a lot of people remember where you started and they see where you are now. And you just see, you see the opportunity to just start over and rewrite the story in a way. The thing I, I wanted to know Jabari is with this new season coming, it's a shortened season. Things are going to be a little different in the Maple League this year. The Butchers, from what we've seen so far, it looks like they're committed to using, you know, local players that are in the area that they already know on their team. How do you feel this is going to be an advantage instead of a disadvantage for your squad? Um, I think that uh, 
not advantage, but just enough side to having a lot of local guys during this Corona time. It's just been able to get, I guess, your full roster uh, right now immediately to be able to practice and take advantage of the short preparation time. A lot of teams are still waiting for their imports and key players to come. But, I mean, we basically have everything that we plan to use for this year. So I think in that sense, it's allowed us to just be able to have a realistic look of what we are and be able to base our schemes around what we have. And um, I think that that's just going to allow us in a way to be more confident because we're not basing our our roster on guys and if they could come like some of the other teams are doing at this moment due to the corona situations and flights and borders being open and closed. So what we have is what we have. And I think we're confident we're going with what we have at this point. Thank you. And uh, my, my next question would be um, everybody that, that, that's been around feminine football in the last, uh, I'd say, decade or so uh, remembers when Corvo uh, Butchers was, was actually the Giants of the Maple Leaf. Um, is that something that, that you guys preach as far as organization um, to, the, to the younger players about getting back to that type of organization, to that type of team? And what type of things are, are you doing personally to make sure that the players that, that are around you right now uh, continue to, 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 to want to have that type of commitment? Well, uh, since I've been back, you know, guys like Miko Seppinen who really love and care about this team, who's very passionate about the team and who spent his entire career in the Maple League with this team, that's definitely the vision that these guys have. And that's one reason that I was called to come back is because they want to build up to that, but they want to do it with their own talent. And having so many young guys that are able to start that trend now in the season like this, I think that that's more of the approach that the team is taking. Uh, obviously, the last few seasons have been pretty rough because you still have a lot of growing pains. We're trying to do that. But it's absolutely the goal that the team has. And um, that's why I've been more excited to come back and play this season with the Finnish team. I mean, it's a short season, and obviously teams are having on paper more talent. But when you think about going forward, we kind of see it as an opportunity to really start building the confidence of those young players in such a short season to where they can understand what it takes not only to compete in the Maple League, but they can start building their confidence up and understand that if we're going to build a dynasty – that they're going to have to be a key factor in it, and it just can't always be the import talent that's a part of it. That's all the questions we got for you, Jabari Harris. Appreciate you coming on the podcast. Always great to have you on, man. Good luck to you and the Porvo Butchers this season. Thank you. I appreciate it, man. Y'all continue to do what y'all do, and AFF to the top, baby. All right, and that's right, it. Bro. Okay, that was Jabari Harris, quarterback from Porvo Butchers, telling us about what he, him and his team going into this 2020 season. Let's talk about keys to success. Q, what are some things that are going to help the Butchers be successful and make it into the Maple League playoffs this year? Um, I think it's the, their ability to make big plays. Um, if they can make big plays early and often, um, Porvo will have a chance. That's like with any other team. and. I, like I say, I go back to saying Jabari right now. Like he is going to be uh, the key player on offense, and if they can if they can get 
Jabari time, time to throw the ball um, and, and give him room to run. Um, I think he will hurt a lot of these teams. I'm going to be honest. I think he personally by himself can hurt a lot of these teams if they do not take him serious. And um, if, I think if they can do that on a consistent basis, if, if Jabari can throw anywhere from two to three touchdowns a game, he can run for two, then that that that's that's points right there. I think if Corvo, if Corvo can put up 21 to 28 points a game um, and their defense somewhat, you know, can hold uh, the other team's offense, then they'll have a chance. But if their defense is giving up a lot, it doesn't matter really what their offense does because they won't have a chance. So, um, But for them, in order to have success, their defense are going to have to get some stops. They're going to have to some kind of way create some big plays, some turnovers. Um, but offensively, um, they need Jabari to be Jabari and stay healthy for these five games and give them the best shot they'll have. Yeah, that that's a great point about making sure Jabari is healthy and, and utilized for that team. Um, on my end, I think I'm going to go the exact opposite of what you said. I think everyone not named Jabari, everyone else <laughs> on this team is the key to success. And I'm saying that because we expect and we know that Jabari is going to do his thing. But from what we're seeing from this team before the season and from what we know from the Butcher's culture, they want to be in, in some close games. They want to be in slugfest. They want to pull some upsets. And to do that, those the situations that come down to, okay, we need a play here. All eyes are on Jabari. All eyes are on Miko Sepinen. Who's going to show up and make that crazy play to put them over the top that's not expected to? Because the teams are going to, in the clutch moments, they're going to take away the strengths of this team. And I just said the two offensive strengths. Defensively, we don't know their strengths yet, so that's something we'd have to find out. But even in that aspect on defense, if there's a certain player that steps up at the right moment, that could be the difference between this team making or not making the playoffs. And that's what they have to do to be successful this season. They have to prove that the players they have are good enough to be in this league. And that's what we expect them to do, and that's what we hope they do. But for them to be successful, their role players are going to have to show up. I'm not saying any names because, honestly, I don't know who these guys are. And I don't say that with any disrespect to any butchers, but I don't know who the the uprising players are going to be this season. And I'm hoping that you will, you know, show yourselves each week so that I can talk about you on the podcast more often. <laughs> right. Yeah, so uh, that's it for the Butchers team. We kind of went through everything quickly. But what we want to talk about now, let's talk about MVP candidates. I feel like we kind of already said them, but <laughs> throw out the first and probably most important MVP candidate from this team. Uh, Jabari Harris. <laughs> Jabari Harris. I, I mean, like you said, we just don't know a lot of players that's going to be on this roster right now. So um, we'll be crazy if we went against anything but that. Um, Jabari is obviously the most important on that team right now. And, uh, Candidate-wise, which he will be doing a lot. I mean, let's just be honest, he'll be doing a lot. So his stats will be padded just from the simple fact that he has the ball in his, in his hands every play. And he yeah. can play defense. So I don't know if they'll let him play defense, being that he's so important. But 
I mean, if, if he has to, I think he doesn't mind it. I think a quarterback on defense, that would a quarterback on defense, that's game changer and definitely boosts yeah. your MVP uh capabilities. Yeah. You yeah, really can you control the, the game. Right there. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Uh, but yeah, Jabari will obviously be my, my candidate anyway. Yeah, it don't make any sense to say anybody else on, on this team. Defensively, we we don't really think there's going to be anybody that could be that dominant to be an MVP candidate in the first place. But offensively, we all know it's going to go through Jabari. So anyone else would only be a residual of whatever the hell he does. Unless, and this is just an outlier, unless they decide, which I don't know if this is possible, after three games to bring in an import running back and go old school, but I don't think that's something they're going to do. So I'm just going to stick with Jabari. That's the MVP candidate for this team. All right, man, we're going to talk about the Washington Royals now, okay? Uh, this team, very close to making the playoffs last year. Um, shout out to um, Alpha Jallo for coming in and destroying the league for the second half of the season and keeping them on the precipice of a playoff. But this team is different this year. Brand new team, um, brand new coaches. Was last year the year they had like eight coaches? Yeah, I think they switched. Yeah, yeah. Well, they yeah. So, hopefully, this year they're bringing back um, Coach John Booker. So it's a little bit more consistency. We expect him to finish the, the entire five weeks, but. Just let's get into this team, man. What what are some of the, the biggest changes you see from the Royals going into 2020? Um, I think uh, it would be John Booker uh, coming back uh, since he was the only coach uh, to take them to the Maple Bowl um, in the last few years. And uh, what he can do um, with that team, what he can do with teams, period, is just, uh, in my eyes, amazing. Um, because no matter where he is, he can, he can make something happen. He did uh, something with the Royals that I think every organization besides the Roosters would want the coach to come in and do. I mean, he really came in and kind of uh, he, you know, they started off kind of kind of slow um, in 2017, and then next thing you know, uh, they're in the Maple Bowl. Um, didn't have enough to obviously win it, um, but I, I know you know knowing him personally and getting to know him that year. I know he's a passionate coach, and uh, he loves his players, and, he, and he'll do anything for them. I think that's the type of coach you want um, your organization to be to have leading it. Um, so I think that's the biggest change. Um, I'll say Wasa always has players that that will compete. Um, they might not have the the biggest depth chart, but a lot of those guys have the biggest hearts, and I think um, that's partially in the influence of Steppo and what he's done there over the years. And uh, Stacy Thomas being around for all these years too, his influence on that on the defense. And um, but I think the biggest change is obviously Coach Booker coming back. And uh, you know you can never count Wasa out. That's one thing yeah. they they're always in the, they're always in the mix. So um, it'll be it'll be exciting to see what happens this year. Yeah, I I want to say the same thing. Like Coach Booker is probably the biggest change, but just to you know keep the show, you know, fluid. I'm going to say the biggest change for the Wasser Royals is that there is always change. And I'm trying to, you know, think outside the box here when I say stuff like that. But this team, um, since I've, I've been covering this sport since 2016, 
they've never brought back the same team. Like they always have a different team. And like you said, with Seppo's influence, they always have a shot. This is one team that I I never count them out until they are, you know, legally like not able to be in the running anymore. And for them, this change is a change that they're accustomed to doing as a culture. They their roster is consistently changing, even with a, a solid WASA core group. There's always a lot of changes in different spots depending on different situations. Will Seppo play this year? Who knows? I think he will. I, I think he just enjoys the game. Yeah, I think he's playing. I, <laughs> I think that he might. But that's the that's the biggest change for them is that they're having more changes, and it's something that they're accustomed to doing. So it's a change, but it's kind of a, a constant because they're they're so used to the changes. So I think that's the biggest thing for them this season is that their change is something that they're they do every year. So I, I don't know where I was going with that, but you get what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. So um, the next thing we'll talk about with the Wasser Royals, let's talk about obstacles, obstacles for them to overcome. What are a few things you think they're going to have to overcome to be successful and hopefully make it to the Maple League playoffs this season? Uh, the, they're they're going to have to get over that traveling that they have to do. Um, mm. Being able to bring a team that's that that can compete in every game. Um, obviously, Wasa is way, way, way out there. And uh, yep. they have to travel a lot to uh, get to games. And a lot of times, if you don't know about finish football, a lot of times the games are on certain days or in certain places, certain players don't go. Certain players don't show up. So um, if Wasa can, can, can get out there with their with – their, team that they, they're comfortable with, um, I think they'll be okay. Um, but that's the biggest thing, I think, the traveling and just the fact of, of being able to stand up with these teams for, for four quarters. Um, we, like I said earlier, I know they can fight, they can compete, but um, new imports, changing new imports, uh, it's always a question of how, how they're going to mess, um, how they're going to adapt to the league. And uh, it's just, you know, I think it's just how how long it takes them to, to to mesh together and get some chemistry, and then it'll decide whether they have success or not. Yeah, I, I agree with the, that assessment about them meshing, and that's kind of what I was going to say was that for for them, they have to overcome. I want to say the length of the season. Obviously, the traveling is is huge too, but Wasa has been a team that we've seen that you know the first half of the season. Yeah, they might be great, they might not, but they adjust around like midsummer and usually finish strong or finish better than they started. Well, they don't have that luxury this year. They have to start and finish strong. I think that's going to be an obstacle because, like I said previously, the roster has changed. There's so much difference of what the team is. And outside of that, they're also going to have depth issues when it comes to that. If someone gets hurt, and it, even in the past they've had injuries, you have you know a few weeks to find a player or figure something out. They're not going to have that luxury this year, and we know that their their actual core group is a very small amount of players. So no matter, I don't care how many or who imports they bring in, if they have 
any type of injuries or if players can't play for one or two weeks, it could be the difference between them making or not making the playoffs. That could be the difference because they don't have the depth. They're not going to have the depth and they don't have the time to go get the depth. You can't wait two weeks and then bring somebody in. And obviously it can't be financially sound to be like, oh, we're going to bring somebody in in three days. But again, I mean, in Seppo, I trust. You never know. But I do think that's an obstacle they're going to have to overcome is their lack of depth and being, and, and being that it's a very short season compared to what they're accustomed to. All right. Next thing we're going to talk about with the Wasserman Royals, let's talk about their keys to success. Like, what what do they need to do to be successful, get back in the Maple League playoffs, and maybe even make a run for the title this year? Um, they're going to have to win some away games. Um, I think they're going to steal a game or two away uh, because I think they play real good at home. They they play real good at home. But I think stealing an away game or two uh, will definitely put them in a good position to uh, to able to be able to compete, like you said, it's a short season. Teams don't have time to to get to know each other, and they don't have time to become that team. You actually have to start this season out like whatever you like, whatever you start this season out with. That's pretty much what's going to be your team. Um, you can change game to game, but it's either good or bad way. And I think Boston, if, if they come out uh, and surprise people with what they're doing, and uh, knowing Coach Booker. He's going to have something in plan to, to get him the best possible shot. So um, if they can do that, if, if they can come out and, and win some away game, away game or two, hey, that's it right there. And so I think um, the biggest the biggest thing is just surprise is, is, is being being that surprise team. They got Nico the Swede on there. He can play offense and defense. Uh, with a guy like that, that means explosive. Um, he gives you the best shot to, to make certain plays against certain teams. So, um, I think they need to do something that like in that matter. Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, for them, not even just you know like big plays. They need big games. They need to steal a game. They're going all the way from Wassa. I think they have three home games. I'm really not sure. I think they have three home games. But if they only have two, they have to steal one. If they only have three, they still going to have to steal one on the road. And that's the biggest thing for them. That's going to be how they be successful. Is how many games they win on the road. It's going to make a huge difference in playoffs or not playoffs and standards and stuff like that. And I think they have the team that can do it. Uh, again, I think that this team is tenacious and they have that, like they have the hunger to win. But like you said earlier, that travel, it can get you. Uh, if they have to go away on a Thursday or a Friday game, who knows how that could come out. But them winning that, them going, going. I don't know where they have to travel. I really don't know the, the schedule. But wherever they have to go, if they go somewhere on a Thursday night and win, that's them. That's them doing something that's unexpected. Because I wouldn't, I wouldn't expect the team to travel as far as they have to do on a Thursday and win. So if they do, they do that once or twice in this season and steal some of them away games, they're going to be in the playoffs. And you can quote me on that, whoever is listening to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I said it. Uh, they win one or two away games. They're in playoffs. So next thing we'll talk about, let's do MVP candidates for the Wasserman Royals. 
And um, I want to go first. I'm going to go first on this one. Okay. I, I think I kind of know who your candidate is going to be, so that's fine also because I have a, a outlier candidate because y'all need to put some respect on my boy name. So this is the guy I'm going to tell y'all is MVP candidate for the Wasser Royals. I don't care what kind of import situation they got going on. Tom Sue Osti. MVP. <laughs> okay? And look, and it, I know I got to make a case for him because everybody's sleeping on my guy. Stop putting him on – stop putting him at full back on the national team too. That's some uh, – okay, I ain't going to get mad at y'all. But Tom Sue Osti, like he proved it last year. He, he got hurt. And it literally cost them the playoffs. They put in a 19-year-old kid who fumbled and dropped a wide-open pass, and they lost a game to the Tampa the Saints. And that was because Tom Swartz mm-hmm. got hurt. And he still ended up with almost 800 yards rushing last season. And what I've, I've done a little research on him lately, and y'all will probably see this online or whatever, but every year that he's the feature back and they don't have, like, an import running back coming in like, take his reps, He's averaged almost 800 yards in the season on a team that never really has a great offensive line and never really focuses on the run game. The one season that they were a really running heavy team, they had the, I want to say his name was like Justin Johnson or something, import come in and he did all the running. But outside of that, they've kind of been a balance and a, or either balanced or a pass heavy team, but the constant has been. Tom Suwosi is going to get you some yards. That boy going to eat. And going into this season with a roster that's changed so much, bringing back that constant in Tom Suwosi, feed that man and you will win. He is that type of talent. You give him enough reps, he's going to get going, little bowling ball of an athlete. But he's nifty. I've seen him juke some people out too. So don't, don't underrate my boy. Tom Suwosi, because he is coming to play. As long as he's on the team, that offense can score and can move the ball up and down the field. And I think that this year, if they, with the roster they have, like we said before, it's a a thinner roster. They might not have the dynamic type of imports that we're accustomed to bringing in. I don't think that's a negative. I think that it means they can focus on their core players. And Tom Sorosi is the core of that offense. Feed him with the ball, and y'all will be fine. And also, I'm done with the MVP candidate, but I'm just making a plea. If y'all want to bring back Joachim Jakobsen, I think that's how you say his name, uh, number 34, the the other, like, fullback running back they used to have back in the day, that would be nice, guys. So, Royals, bring him back. Make him come out of retirement. I'd like to see him playing again alongside Tom (laughs) Sorosi. All right, I, I'm being biased on this pick. My bad this time, but Tom Swosey, MVP 2020. I put it out there. Who you got? <laughs> I'm going with the Swede. I'm going with Nico. Man. I knew you was going to say Nico. <laughs> That's why I didn't say him. Yeah, I knew you were going to say him. I'm going with Nico, man, for the simple fact of uh, I think uh, a, a lot of the plays that are going to be made on both sides of the ball are going to come from him. And, uh, I mean, it's some kind of way he can, he can finesse you know, eight, nine touchdowns on offense and get him five or six interceptions and they make the playoffs. Uh, I think, you know, that's big, I mean, to, to for them. Um, like I say, you don't know exactly what their roster is going to look like uh, when it's complete. 
But uh, I do know what he can do. And I, and I know that he's a baller. He can play. And he'll give his all. So uh, I know Tom is your boy. But, but he goes <laughs> be on both sides to the ball. And he can return. You know what I mean? So um, I think he has a better chance of making more stuff happen. And uh, if he does, then, yeah, hey, I think Nico will be up there in, um, in the running. Yeah, I I just want to say this, too, with the MVP candidates. Like, that's something that we're going to push that this season, guys, just if y'all are listening or whoever is watching or listening. Uh, MVP, we, I, I guess we got to do player of the year instead of MVP this year. You know, more because – MVP obviously is most valuable. That could be to the team, that could be to the league, et cetera, et cetera. But here on AFF, we're looking for game changers. We need a guy who maybe he doesn't have a thousand touchdowns. He's got ten touchdowns, and all of them, you know, won the game. That's a that's a player of the year type guy. And I think Nico fits that build. But that's also where we're kind of going to be looking at this season. We'll probably have some awards for you guys. Not to tell you too much too soon. But yeah, I think I think we're gonna stop even talking about MVP. Uh, we're gonna just call all these guys Player of the Year. Player of the Year. Okay. MVP can be offense or defense. We'll do something like that. But Player of the Year, you know, the the Finland's Player of the Year, because we want a guy who probably does more than just play one side of the ball when we choose this. So. That's it for this episode of American Football in Finland. Hope it was worth the listen and the watch. Q, any last word before we get out of here, man? No, just uh, good luck to the Porco Butchers and also watch the Royals. Uh, we definitely be watching, as always. Yeah, good luck to both of those squads. Uh, Got to make playoffs this year, guys. If y'all don't make playoffs, you yeah. know we're going to talk about you, and that's what we do. So <laughs> you got to make playoffs. Um, if you enjoy the show, Please follow us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to rate us five stars as well. Anything less tells us you are a hater. You can follow us on the gram and Facebook at American Football in Finland. So until next time, never forget T-I-F.